Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast. And you can subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and other fun things and polls and stuff like that. We should probably do a poll. We haven't done one in a minute. Um, You can subscribe to that at patreon.com slash hold up. Carrie, what, what did we watch this week? We watched The Best Little Horror House in Texas, which stars Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. And that's about all I know about it. And it's Dom based DeLuise. on a Broadway musical, Dom DeLuise, Jim Neighbors. Someone got nominated for an Oscar for this. I bet this Hard Candy Christmas did. No, like no, a person did. It was did. a person. It was Best Supporting Actor. Oh, I had to look up to see if one song was racist. It's not. That was the last Which thing song? I Googled. The first song where they're like, um, just a lot of goodwill and one thrall thrill, but there's nothing naughty going on. That song. Um, there's a line, no drinking around in a nice quiet crowd, but the way they said quiet sounded like white. Oh. So I had to check. That's to why check. you put the captions on. I, li- I live in a caption, in a no caption household. Oh, I've, I've. I'm slowly moving us to a caption household and my partner is not happy about it. Um, I, I don't, I agree with it with comedy. Cause then you, the punchline is like captioned before you hear it and you're like, Oh, either that's funny, but then you, it just like ruins the punchline, I think. But I don't think I'm going to win the fight. I will say, I also so don't we watched, that much, so we watched it. We watched succession with the captions and the dialogue there is like, so weird like so naturalistic where they're like talking over each other and like not finishing sentences that it's distracting yes i think like with very well written things it hurts it with a netflix reality show where i'm also doing the dishes i think it helps but something i'm like focusing on yeah but i also like i just like i need it these days like i just I find it helpful. Um, Charles, wait, Charles Durning, which yeah, he by was the way, nominated for best Academy Award for best supporting role as the Texas governor. Uh, it's a very small role. It's I a very it was, small role. If it was like a career Oscar, not unlike Amy <clears throat> Curtis, or to be fair, Angela Bassett, who both got nominated for career Oscars this year. Yeah. Individual role Oscars. Um, yeah. Speaking of Charles Durning, did, did you know that he's a professional ballroom dancer? Was he has since passed on? The dancing but... in this movie was incredible. This movie was incredible. I have no notes. Um, I mean, I have lots of notes, but I have no notes. I have so many notes, but also I watched it thinking this is perfection. At like um, four minutes in, I was like, I have no notes, and Ben was like, like most musicals, I feel like we are maybe doing more uh, dancing than story, and I was like, shut the fuck up and enjoy it. You agreed to watch this. <laughs> Oh, we're definitely doing more dancing than story. I was like, I don't know what you want. Like, okay, so the best little whorehouse in Texas is about, believe it or not, a whorehouse. It is about in Texas. <laughs> a brothel in Gilbert, Texas. Yes. Um, I've been around that. for since it seems like the twenties or the eighteen hundreds. I don't know. We did like a little montage at the beginning of the whorehouse through time. Um it was very it's been around forever. It's been around forever. Constitution is the oldest uh 
profession in the world. Oldest profession. And it is now run by Miss Mona, played by Dolly Parton, who is the current madam of this institution. And she treats her girls very well. Um, and she She's is having- a former girl herself. Like she essentially, I think, was like raised by the former madam. Yeah, she makes some comment at one point about being in different houses. So you like, I guess she was a foster child and ended up in um shades of shades of uh Reba. Shades of Quincy. Sure, but like without the darkness. Without the darkness. No, everyone here seems fine. Everyone here, anyone I like about it, all of the prostitutes who work at this establishment seem to be there totally of their own. Uh, volition and they seem to be treated and paid well and it all seems and they all everyone seems happy and um, everyone keeps insisting like even like the town folk are like well they pay their taxes and yes, like that, contribute like, to the how? economy how are they paying their taxes like what are they putting down on their w-2s as occupation that, that it's a chicken ranch right 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 right, right. obviously anyway Duh. um miss mona dolly parton is the madam and she is having a secret relationship that's never super explained why it's secret, except I guess that she's a madam and he's the sheriff with the sheriff whose name is Earl Bud, Earl, Earl Don, or he has two names. Ed Earl. Ed Earl, thank you. Played by Burt Reynolds, who is dead. He is. Last night I was like, is Burt Reynolds still alive? The answer is no. Um, no. Fairly recent, like within the last five years. He died in 2018. Because yeah. he did vote for Donald Trump. Okay, well, like, honestly, you can't be mad at that one. Of course he did. To be fair, I mean, not to be fair, but, like, to provide the full picture, he evidently was friends with both Donald Trump and the Clintons and said publicly, like, this is a very difficult decision for me. I did end up voting for Donald Trump. He later second-guessed that decision. Again, like, I think maybe we put too much stock in celebrity political endorsements. And also, like, Burt Reynolds voting for Donald Trump. It's like, sure. You know? Of right. course he did. Like, right. It, like, I'm not going to, like, it's not like Tom Brady, who also was like, okay, you're an idiot. I don't know what you want from me. Right. It, to be fair, yeah. if Dolly came out and said, I voted for Donald Trump, which she hasn't, and she has all that said the opposite, <laughs> um, I'd be like, Dolly, that's really fucking disappointing. But also that would never happen. Anyway, um, excellent podcast on the depoliticalization of Dolly Parton and her, uh, I forget what it's called. It might just be called Dolly. It's an excellent many part series. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Anyway, it's how at the end of the movie, when they start, when she started singing, I will always love you. And Ben was like, was this song written for the best little whorehouse in Texas? And I was like, this song was written in the early 1970s. It's like that TikTok thing that's like, what's something that you could give an hour-long lecture on? Oh, I was just like... like, Without having to do any preparation. Quaking. The history of I Will Always Love You. I was like quaking and men was like, when was this? And I was like, it was written for Porter Wagner, her mentor. And (laughs) and I just like, I was like, then it was re-recorded for this and later re-recorded for another movie by Whitney Houston. Anyway, I was like, it was amazing. I love it. And produced by, do you know who it was produced by for The Bodyguard? Not Whitney, probably Whitney. David Bobby? Foster. David Foster. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Which version do you like better? You have to decide. Uh, Dolly's. Dolly's not it's the best a- little whorehouse version, right? Dolly's like for Porter Wagner version. Because this one was a little yes. truncated. It had a little bit less passion. I also like Dolly's more. I think she rises and falls. Well, that's because he cuts her off and is like, bitch, we're getting married. 
Okay. It's just oh, spoilers. So Jesus, beautiful. Scary. It is beautiful. So beautiful. At this point, it was 11 o'clock at night because we couldn't watch it until our internet came back. Ben was fully like in the other room brushing his teeth. And he, I was like, he just proposed. And he was like, he heard I will always love you. And he's like, sounds like that's a no. <laughs> I texted you last night when Jeff was like, is this the movie with the rock candy Christmas? And I, I was, was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Christmas song about crack? Like what? Rock candy is like the thing you get on the stick. I was like, I think you mean hard candy Christmas. And yes. Yeah, hard candy Christmas is a beautiful. Uh... Also, I had completely forgotten that her like big emotional song to him was I Will Always Love You. I had thought it was Hard Candy Christmas. I like, have never I seen this movie until I remember that scene with Hard Candy Christmas. I had forgotten that like all of the sex workers as they're leaving sing Hard Candy Christmas. And <sighs> my goodness, was that lovely. It was lovely. And that's how you knew they all loved their Just jobs. Beautiful. Um, I and did each other. They're like when this he, family. When he was proposing to her, I was like, God, this would be such a good moment for I Will Always Love You. But I know that it was written in 1973 for Porter Wet Porter. I keep wanting to say Porter Moser, who's the former coach of the Loyola Ramblers. <laughs> it was not <laughs> written for him. I know that it was written in 1973 for Porter Wagner, so that can't be. And then like the chord played, and I was like, oh, stunning. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no notes. Um, anyway. Uh, Earl Bud, but Earl, what the fuck is his name? Burt Reynolds. Ed Earl. Ed, Ed Earl. Earl. And Mona are having an affair. Um, it's not really an affair. Like they're not. They're in a relationship. Secret, but like other. they're not seeing other people. Although they, they don't really later. know that until they tell each other. They're like, oh, by the way. By the, the implication is that like they've known each other their whole lives. They've been sleeping together for decades. Years. Oh no, they said they've been together for a year. For years. I think it was a year, but okay, I believe you. No, because at one because at one point he says to her, "I haven't slept with anybody else other than you in three years." That's fair. So, and she says to him, "She's been in love with him since she was 16. The implication, what my interpretation of this very complicated, complex movie, is that he at one point was a customer of hers. Yes, and then it transitioned into a relationship and they've never been anything more than best friends and fuck buddies when the movie starts i do not believe he was paying her no i agree i believe at this point in their lives he is not paying her for sex they are they are consensual romantic slash sexual relationship with each other correct that has like become a love match yes but neither of them puts on a corset so fast correct she like pops into the bathroom and then comes back out in a full corset and i was like that is unrealistic and she makes him put on a banana hammock (laughs) which is hilarious okay so i feel like one of my favorite things about this movie is the way they interact with each other like Granted, this is a very, like, PG movie about sex, except for, like, all the, the nakedness later. There's a lot of... The opening number, there's so many, like, silhouettes of doing it. And there is a, a decent amount True. of breasts. True. I had forgotten about that. But we don't ever see Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton do it. It's, like, I intimated, think, but we never, like... I think Dolly was probably was like, well, that's not what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. Um, Not only with... What's her husband's name? Mr. Dolly Parton? I don't know. No one's ever Dale. seen him. Real Stedman vibes. Dale. I think it's Dale. Anyway, Stedman um, vibes, her husband has. 
Sure. I once saw buying Clarence. He used to come when I worked at the clinic. Not Dale Stedman. When I worked at the clinic at Michigan Avenue, he would come by and he would get his men's line. He used clinic men's line. And then he would mosey on over to Clarence and get, um, I assume, Oprah's um, products. He was very polite. I believe that. I believe he's a gentleman. He was a gentleman. I just need, and he knew what products he needed. He was like, I need these products. He'd wrap them up for him. He'd say, thank you so much. He'd say, uh, have a lovely day, sir. And then he'd like, I don't know. Like, I really appreciate that Oprah's with somebody who does skin, his, like has, you know, takes care of his skin. Cause I, I would wonder like, is this a thing Oprah was like, you're going to get some stuff from the Clinique men's line. Um, No, I believe Stedman. Like, I think he's like, he's a grown up. You know what I mean? Like, sure. She wouldn't, she'd expect nothing less. Anyway, um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, Dale. one of the things I love about this movie is the way that they interact with each other. You can, like, the way that they are written is that they are best friends and they are very playful with each other. And you can tell they love each other, even though neither of them will say it. And yes, this is completely absurd over the top. This movie is the definition of camp. This movie is absurd. But their relationship grounds each other, and when they have their big fight, like, it makes it that much They say like, such mean harder. things to each other. Also, they say horrible they say things unforgivable to each other. shit to each other. But I think part of that is because they are best friends, and nobody knows the other one better, and so they know exactly what to say to cut right to the quick of each other. I get other. what she says to him, but it's very mean, but then he responds, like, better that than a whore, and I was like, Bert. She says to him, because he had confided in her that at some point he wanted to run for office. And she says, you will never. She says, like, basically, no, you're not capable of that. You'll you're, never be anything you're like a more dumb than, like, a country. Yeah. Like, you'll never be more than, like, a country bumpkin sheriff. And he says, better that than a whore. But later they acknowledge that they both said very mean things to each other. They Yes. Yes. Oh, but it's also excellently acted by both of them. Like, we all know Dolly's a star. Burt Reynolds, I think, like, his reputation's kind of all over the map. But the man has, I think he was, I mean, for Oscars. Uh, you know. I found but him like, endearing. Even he, I feel like you could, I found him very endearing. I also found him in that particular scene, like, very, like, you could, he was heartbroken. I will say, when they sing together. Ben goes, Ben was like, if this man was singing karaoke, you'd think, well, that's a good singer, but he shouldn't be singing with Dolly Parton. I thought to myself, who hates Burt Reynolds? Who in production hates Burt Reynolds and thought to themselves, let's make him sing a duet with Dolly Parton. And when they're singing together, they just like level him all the way down. All the way down. All the way down. I... Listen, I thought he was great in this movie. Great. They did not need to make him sing. There was she's, no need. She's one of the greatest singers of all time. She's one of the greatest musicians of all time. He's charming, you know? Anyway. Right. Even... <laughs> <laughs> she may be the greatest songwriter of all time. That's a fun That's a fun thing to debate with someone who knows more than I do. Um, there's going to be a good thing men don't listen to this podcast because we get so many like Paul McCartney like and I'd be like man fuck off um, right. and then anyway. we'd be like Dolly, Bur- Dolly Parton or Candy Burris it could go either way oh my god oh my god or Carol King you gotta throw her in there sure the best the greatest songwriters of all time are Dolly Parton Carol King and Candy Burris uh, 
I mean, like you and I are laughing, but joking aside, like Andy's incredibly prolific. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not doing right. I mean, like, name me a better trio, truly. Divas Live, Carol King, Dolly Parton, Candy Burris. You'd be there. You'd be there. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It'd be so good. Um, except Candy's a better songwriter than she is a singer, as Nini has pointed out many times to her friends, being like invites. Um She's not wrong. Uh, anyway, um, how did we get here? Anyway, okay. So then, uh, for some oh, reason, right, we haven't finished. We haven't doing, finished like, the plot the of plot. this movie. Burt Reynolds right. goes to Houston from Gilbert, Texas. He drives to Houston, um, to like talk to Dom DeLuise, who who is a TV person who's like a talk show host, um, and Dom DeLuise decides to expose this a brothel that in this town that like law enforcement was. So basically like everyone knows about the brothel. Everyone knows what it is and no one cares. They're like, they pay their taxes. They're good citizens. Everyone's like, right. And it's been there since like the beginning of this been town. There for centuries. So. We're like, uh, we don't see nothing. We don't say nothing, you know? And Dom DeLuise decides he's going to like expose it. Who's a very good character. You see a very good character. Just you see him getting ready for his talk show and he like puts on a corset and then puts on like shoulder pads and puts a sock in his pants. Like, it's all, like, everything's fake. Everything's, um, and then, like, goes on a moral panic about this uh, brothel and, like, tries to shut it down and makes Burt Reynolds very angry. And it's an indictment of the uh, religious right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this movie. I started seeing 9 to 5 at one point. I was like, that's the other movie that's an indictment of uh, late stage capitalism. This is about the religious right. <laughs> But all yeah. of Dolly's movies are progressive powerhouses. I was like, this movie is so like sex, like sex positive, sex worker positive, sex workers work like progressive. There are some regressive moments, like the whole scene with the football team, like, and we we're gonna like make a man out of you. Absurd, kind of regressive, but also the gayest thing I've ever seen. I literally, I wrote said, down, and I'll cut this, this out. The gayest it. movie. I said that and Ben was like, we've seen both Top Guns. And I was like, that's fair. Um, I will write this. I can cut this out if you want. But I at one point said, that man took a dick out of his mouth to sing the song. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bunch of, so there's there's this thing where like uh, the winning, the Thanksgiving bowl football game. I don't make me say sports things. The winning team gets the, uh, senator the the texas senator like takes them to the chicken ranch to celebrate their win and so you you see texas a&m win and all the football players celebrating as i can only imagine football players do with choreographed dances in cowboy Mm -hmm. hats now at one point one of the cowboy hats was these are like the most fit and not football player fit these are all the all of these football players are built like dancers not football players. And they do a gorgeous choreographed dance and then get on a bus to go to the chicken ranch and then their bus breaks down and a very old man in a pickup truck picks them up and they are singing about how they're all, they can't wait to get to the chicken ranch and it is, I was like, all of these men are having sex with each other. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like talking to the prostitutes at the chicken ranch about it. It's the gayest thing I've ever seen. It's I loved it. Um. I also love that, like, the the song that they're singing is about how they're going to, like, 
show these women like the best time of their lives. And I was like, oh, these 22 year olds are going to show these sex workers. Yeah, the these best, women whose job like, it is. The best sex of their lives. Like, I I think not. I, I loved really, it. I love how like proud of like how much confidence you have. But that's not going to happen. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. Oh, and but then Dom DeLuise shows up with cameras and exposes them. Oh, because the chicken ranch was supposed to be shut down. Burt Reynolds had asked Dolly Parton to shut it down for a couple months, just lay low until the heat died down. And she agreed to. But then she was like, well, we got to have our party. Um, And so that's when Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton get into a big old fight. And they say really mean things to each other. And they say awful things to each other. Anyway, but you were talking about how regressive but then it they, is. They apologize. Or progressive it is. Except for the... um black dead mother character which is just a a stereotype yeah although i will say i liked her but she's yeah she's very much like in the mammy trope uh black of black women um i will say she's a little bit more elevated in that she's not so like when i think of the mammy stereotype i think of like it's a wonderful life or gone with the wind wind. like and i i don't think of those characters as being like particularly particularly gone with the wind like competent or self-sufficient or self-assured this character is not that this character is clearly like helping dolly run the business like in in many ways she's dolly's partner i think there's also a real implication of like best friendship between her and dolly now like which I really like, but it's also like there's not much more than that. Like, she's a larger black right. woman who's there taking care yeah, of the girls. Yeah, I'm not arguing that this the is girls. like. Yeah, I'm not arguing that this is not a stereotypical character, or that it's a very like one dimensional character. I just think like it's not a classic mammy stereotype because I do think like she's a little bit more developed. She is clearly competent. She's clearly smart. Nobody is talking down to her. Yeah, she's um, not incompetent. Including Burt Reynolds. Like, he treats her At the end, like when, equal. when the chicken ranch has been shut down and he's going to propose to Dolly, and, like, they just have a little interaction, I was like, oh, it's really, it's just like, these people are so nice to each other. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes um, and he takes the, and he asks her um, who, which bags are Dolly's, because she and Tally are leaving, and they're going to go off together, and I assume, sort of, like, have a Thelma and Louise movie that I would love to watch. Um, but he says, like, which bags are hers, and she points out, and he just puts them in his truck. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you like the sex positivity of this oh movie. Oh my god, I forgot they make Burt Reynolds sing. Just awful. Just I so didn't know that, and they did it with Dolly so mean love her voice um yeah no i just i think this movie is truly kind of like ahead of its time in a lot of ways it obviously has its problems i'm not gonna but like the whole theme of this movie is that like you're legislating you're confusing crime with sin and you're legislating sin as opposed to crime and i i think like you said it's an of the religious right there's some i feel like a little like every now and then we kind of like hedge into libertarianism but you know it's texas so you know fine gilbert texas Um, i did say i was like look this this governor who dances and was nominated for academy award for doing so i like him over greg abbott sure sure greg abbott 
tomorrow was like, I'm going to do a little dance and also stop demonizing trans children. I'd be like, okay, thank you. Like, he'd have to do both things. Like, if you just danced without also doing horrible things to trans children, I'd be like, your dancing's not going to make me forget that you're a monster. But if he did both those things, I'd be like, okay, Greg. Right. I'm willing to listen, you know? No, that's not going to happen. Greg, yeah, that's the Texas one, right? I get the hint and the Florida one mixed up. Yeah, DeSantis is Florida. They're both awful. They're both which is why my brain cannot differentiate between two horrible right. human beings. Um, it did that scene forced me to Wikipedia Charles Darning and find out that he's started out his career as a professional ballroom dancer. Gorgeous, stunning. Yeah, actually, his second career. First, he had a military career, and then he decided to be an actor. And was a professional dancer. The dancing sure. and choreography oh, in this is so good because it's also it very is. like sex suggestive. Like a lot of times, like when they people get to the chicken ranch, they like dance with the ladies, and it's like you're not dancing. I know mm-hmm. what you mean to be doing, uh, especially in that in that super homoerotic football scene. <laughs> no. and it's like this dancing is stunning. I will say that that scene does get played <laughs> at sidetrack uh, musical Mondays quite a bit. Of course it does. Yeah. Oh God, I miss Sidetrack Musical Mondays. You should move back to Chicago. Uh, do you regularly go to Musical Mondays? What are you, 25 no, again? <laughs> yeah, not since law school. But So I don't even know. Maybe it's not still in the rotation. It's got to be. when I went back, when I would go 10 years ago, it was in the rotation. Sidetracks is a giant gay bar in chicago it's like maybe the biggest gay it's definitely the biggest gay bar in chicago but it's probably one of the biggest gay bars in the country um and they do musical mondays and it's it's just it's beautiful it's huge and you can have your picture taken on the way in and once we were already drunk we got there and ann bit my boob well they took the picture and so there's a picture of her biting my boob in my face doing this it's a classic and a sidetracks um is this supposed to be homoerotic? That, that's like, I had to ask. I was like, is that the point? Did they miss it? Or is that the point? I wondered the same thing because I wonder if in some way, like, her, like sex work or prostitution is, an, and the whole like conversation about like sin and crime is not, and given like where we were in time when this movie was made, which if we aren't also talking about homosexuality. I did say at one point, because they're all having, obviously, a lot of sex. I said, like, oh, this is pre-AIDS. And Ben was like, not really. It's chronic. And I was like, well, this movie was made in, we forgot to say, this movie was made in 1982. It holds a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Colin Higgins and written by Colin Higgins and the two people that wrote the musical. Anyway, it was like, I mean, 1982 was like the, I don't know that we were making movies about the AIDS epidemic yet. Right, right. Um. But yeah, there I, you know, legislating sin versus sin in quotes. I do not believe homosexuality or sex work is sin. Um, but legislating those sin over crime. Right. If the point of the movie you can draw an easy comparison to homosexuality. Among many, right. many other things. And I even feel like like the people in this movie that were saying that don't believe that's that sex work is sin they're just saying like if you do that's fine you don't get to like impose that on the rest of us as this movie is an indictment of the religious right 
constantly legislating on their beliefs, quote, giant air quote beliefs, <clears throat> and trying mm-hmm. to impose their beliefs on other people. It's like, this movie is saying, like, believe whatever you want to believe. You do not have to engage in sex work. You do not have to. You do not have to engage in sex work, but you don't get to decide whether other people do. Mm-hmm. It can be about any. It can be about sex work. It can be about gay marriage. It can be about abortion. Like it, anything that the far right, right decides is quote unquote point, immoral or sinful that isn't their duty to legislate. Right. Um, at one point, Burt Reynolds' character says, I think Jesus was a good man and a very good speaker. Which I feel like is. You know, you can accurate. be one without the other. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I Probably. Right. I don't know. We'll do Jesus Christ. It's, there was a it's great line. Well, it is Easter. It's true. There was a great line um when burt reynolds is like confronting tom deloise um one of the like women in town is like he's a man but he's ours <laughs> it's like her compliment of of Ed earl and i was like i feel like that's the way a lot of street women feel about the men in their life like oh well you know he's he's not perfect he's a man but like he's ours yeah um, the other thing that Dolly Parton said that then he says he's going to use as his campaign slogan is if you see someone with this, if you see someone without a smile, give them yours. Such a Dolly thing to say. Like, I feel like she wrote that line. Mm-hmm. Oh, I looked up an article. First of all, um, the chicken ranch was a real place. Um, this is based on a true story. I also, I assume super homoerotic the real place uh-huh. i don't know and i also thought this was really interesting dolly and burt reynolds at least according to what i was reading um like insisted on the other and they negotiated their salaries together and then like evenly split their salaries so they like had pay parity which i thought was interesting given that like there's a lot of conversations going on today about how like hollywood does not pay male oh. and female actors the same um So, you know, Burt Reynolds, a feminist ahead of his time. A feminist icon who voted for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Who voted for Trump. Um, No, but that's awesome. He he was billed over her, which I guess he was a big deal. Yeah, it was the 80s. I mean, he was like a very big deal at this point. Didn't he remind you? Not like, obviously, like very different themes and tone, but like looks wise he kind of reminded me of pedro pascal in the last of us i can see it i will say that the town center is also the back to the future town and is also punxsutawney from ground from groundhog day that's because it's a lot is it's the universal back lot yeah and i it's it's like when i watch things filmed on warner brothers and i'm just like it's just stars hollow like i really feel (laughs) (laughs) um but I was watching it and I was like, oh, that's the clock tower from Back to the Future. That's yeah. not the... Anyway, Hollywood has ruined me. I have a note. I literally like finished watching this movie this morning and wrote this note thinking to myself, you'll remember because you're like about to record. Uh-huh. Regular patron question mark? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was looking something up on 
I think IMDb and the like blurb of the movie is like the sheriff in town and a regular patron of the of the whorehouse and I was like is he like maybe he was is the implication but like I feel like at this point the whole point is that he's not because he's only sleeping with her and not paying her they're like in a relationship maybe the headlines are wrong I I mean they are I feel like that is incorrect um he does go on to be in the Texas legislature and I'm sure do many great things let's not think about the bad laws he would have passed yeah 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 um and he can do it with her one of the chicken ranch girls uh was a regular on er just fyi there was one that was very familiar to me i gotta look up the chicken ranch girls um yeah she was like on on the show for like the entire run of the show one of the nurses you know how like Mm -hmm. that's exactly right she was one of the nurses good for her she probably got paid a lot of money that's all i have i mean i could talk about that football player scene for mm, 45 minutes to an hour and a half but we don't have to i mean it's great the music's great uh texas has a whorehouse in it is a hell of an earworm let me tell you um i'll be like humming that song for the rest of the day the opening um, was great the opening was like this is about had, a whorehouse she had four costume changes dolly had four costume changes in the first uh uh first musical number she like I, her- you know, you're in for a good movie if there are four costume changes in the first music. Tits number. higher than her hair. It's exactly how you want Dolly. Yeah, just in her prime. She sings "Harn Candy Christmas" and "I Will Always Love You." Like, what more? What more are you looking for in a Dolly movie? I will be spinning Dolly for the rest of the day. Yeah, truly beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful. stunning. Um, one of my children did sit next to me for a good chunk of this movie. Oh, Carrie! Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Jeff was like, is this appropriate? And I said, well, not really. But I feel like it's important to introduce them early to Dolly and Camp. Sure. Both Dolly and Camp. <laughs> There's only This is the only movie that combines those two things. So, <laughs> Right. It's rare. Rare. I know. Well, you can't let them watch Steel Magnolias because they're going to be like, Van Allison's going to die. <laughs> said, well, now is that I'm not, not the disease Van Allison has? She takes medicine. Anything else to say about the best little whorehouse in Texas? It's the best little movie I watched yesterday. I'll cut that out. That was terrible. It's also the only movie I watched. Uh, what are we watching next? Next, we are watching A Lot Like Love. And we're back. We should also say, like, we're so sorry. We are back on our regular schedule now. Yes. Um. So, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks for A Lot Like Love. We have a Patreon going up soon. I promise this week. On a happening. different Ashton Kutcher movie? That's the one that hasn't been posted yet no yeah Um, your place or mine so it's almost like we planned it um yeah join our patreon because you can help us decide what weird dumb netflix movies and other things we're gonna watch next tell us your thoughts on the best little whorehouse in texas and happy april bye bye